0: You. We need more white guys giving their insight <laughs> because they don't understand. What do you want? What do you want me to do? Oh. Germany's done nothing. Stop! I don't really know how to make fun of them. <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I totally oh, yeah. so...
1: am. Right, all right, stop, stop, stop the
0: music. Stop the music. <laughs> it's just. Ends abruptly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like you've heard it before. You, you yeah, know, we've Hulk. been doing like five hour podcasts, but this one's only 20 seconds. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, we're sorry about the last episode. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> Batman. It was. <laughs> we went overboard. We maybe should have broken up in, in,
0: into two parts, but. Probably, but. It was too late. Someone out there. Mitchell someone was out there likes it. Uncontrollable. I am. I went uh, into full scathing
1: geek mode. Yeah. But it's okay. That I will say that that episode was, like, the hardest to, like, get up and listen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like,
1: oh, man, do people not like this episode? But it was, like, slowly going up. Right. It, it's probably because it takes a while for, like, a whole play to count.
0: Yeah, that's true. But... People probably, like, listen to it in chunks over a few days. Yeah. A lot of people do that.
1: I don't know how it works. But, hey, maybe this won't be as long. <laughs> Probably not. Definitely <laughs> we'll, not. Well, we'll see. Um, but uh, welcome to the Podwood Forecast. I'm Clifford, and over there, that's... Uh, I'm William. That's William. And, uh, no, it's Mitchell. Don't confuse everyone. There's going to
0: be a simple Both of the plan, movies we talked about had Mitchell... In them, like the name Mitchell dropped in them, yeah. Oh,
1: I was almost gonna make a post. I thought about making a post of the,
0: the grave that said
1: Mitchell. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Being like, oh no.
0: (laughs) So for context. Obviously, you know by off the title, but we watched, we're going to talk about American movie and a simple plan. Uh, and in a simple plan at the beginning of the movie, there's a gravestone that says Mitchell. <laughs> and then like 10 seconds later, a fox shows up. Oh, and I was yeah, like, oh, right. I was like, this movie is made for yeah, me. It was made for you. Yeah.
1: It, and there was a Mitchell in an American movie? Yeah, it was
0: um, not a... It was not like the characters. I don't know if I should call them characters. They feel like they are characters. Yeah. They feel like characters. Characters in a
1: live action. But it's a documentary. But documentary. there's a
0: part where there's a bar called Mitchell's. And Mark's like, I'm going to Mitchell's. Right, yeah, Yeah. I was like, what the heck? I was like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing my name in like a lot of stuff recently for some s- reason. Yeah. I
1: need to screenshot that and like use that for whenever I'm going yeah. <laughs> to hang out
0: with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm going to Mitchell's, mom. Speaking of Mitchell... It was your birthday yesterday. It
0: was. I turned 27. Yeah. I'm, I'm so 27 old
1: too. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I'm 27. It's not yeah. old. You're still a spring chicken. No, I know. People said happy birthday to you in the pot, in the pot forecast community. Really? Yeah. I oh, know you don't nice. get it on Facebook, but
0: Yeah, I I checked it briefly just to like see how many people were like posting on my wall cuz but yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going like, to reply to everything, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm But thank you, everyone. I appreciate that. it. Yeah, I can tell you specifically, Missy, Debbie, Mary, your mother, Lilia, oh. and Lisa all said happy birthday. Nice, thank you. You're such a chick magnet,
0: man. Yeah. It's all
1: the ladies saying happy birthday.
0: Yeah, I, I celebrated my birthday on the, the 8th. My birthday's on the 9th, same as Kermit the Frog. I learned that. That's Kermit's birthday is May 9th. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You it's guys. also also uh, Ghostface Killer's birthday, the uh, rapper. Is he dead? And it's also Piccolo Day. There's an episode of Dragon Ball Z where <laughs> no. they, they commemorate May 9th as Piccolo Day. Okay. So my birthday is just kind of awesome. I thought you meant like the instrument. <laughs> they also Piccolo dropped though. the Avatar 2 trailer on my birthday, which, you know, whatever. Wait, they did that? Yeah. Oh, it looks fine. I need to watch that. It definitely looks like a, a high tech, expensive movie. It looks <laughs> it looks visually nice, but I don't I, I don't care about the world of Avatar. So I don't really feel excited. Recently,
1: but I'll probably watch it. I recently rewatched the first Avatar. How did it hold up? It doesn't. <laughs>
0: it's
1: <laughs> it's kind of bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I'm sure it looked great at the time, but mm-hmm. like the the CGI has not. Held I will s-
0: I will say the CGI in this new trailer it does it does look pretty impressive but okay. it that's at least what I'm expecting Yeah I mean it looks like like Avengers Infinity War level <laughs> of like CGI like okay. it still looks like CGI but it's like good Yeah like it's like not distracting plus, there's actually some interesting stuff all the there's like all these underwater shots that re- look really cool and they apparently actually filmed actors underwater for the mocap. So it seems like there's a lot of kind of oh. interesting ideas with like the filmmaking they of this. They didn't do a
1: Peter Jackson and just uh, film them in slow mo <laughs> yeah. with a
0: fan blowing right. But no, it seems like they're kind of dedicated to it's at least probably going to be like a visual spectacle but i don't think I mean, i'm gonna care been about the story for like
1: over 10 years right it seems
0: and i think they're developing a new 3d for it so who knows but i remember the original <laughs> 3d being really cool but then no movie ever tried to put effort into 3d after that and it died out so I, maybe they're gonna try again yeah. with this one but i don't know yeah avatar one is it's like, a, they're tech like, demo movies to me
1: yeah is it, it was surprisingly really boring like yeah Everything the the story is just so generic that like it's just nothing like, surprises It's just Pocahontas. Me. I well, well, yeah, remember everyone, everyone always made that comparison. It's Pocahontas and also Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Um, and like no, everything is like so predictable that it's like nothing is surprising me right now. Right. The only thing that surprised me was the uh the the female. Uh, avatar chick. Oh yeah. She does a good performance. Yeah. And I did not remember that. So Okay. But it's the same actress who plays um she's uh, she's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. She plays the Green Girl Gamora. Yeah. Oh, oh that that's her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Had, yeah, she's a good actress. A, apparently yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Please, uh, I'll put a fact check on this episode, yeah, just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure it's her. But like, that's yeah, cool. She just plays blue and green people. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyways, that that's my review of Avatar. Cool.
0: I haven't seen it since like the theaters. So <laughs> the thing is, is that I, I remember the jellyfish in like the, jellyfish. the 3D, and I was like, whoa! That's like they're right in front of me. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, it's also really funny. Um, sorry if there are any kids in the room; you might want to skip ahead of this. Uh, I watched it on Disney+, and they got rid of uh, the particular scene... Like uh, the, hair? the hair The oh, hair the hair love scene. Yeah. Yeah, The hair love The hair love Yeah they basically like, like Really? Like they start to get frisky you know Yeah But then like it, it makes an obvious jump And the girl says something like We are now united <laughs> Oh
0: my gosh <laughs> it,
1: it, it totally skips over that I thought That's that was so really funny. funny Yeah Oh
0: my lord <laughs> It's like That's the most Disney plus thing ever Especially since it's like the le- It is weird It's, it's weird but weird it's not scene. like It's not like literally explicit yeah yeah because
1: it's like the most like clean way that you can put that in a pg-13 movie. yeah but anyways i'm like i, that's, I don't care that's hilarious yeah i thought it was really funny um anyways we had a little bit of housekeeping to do Ooh. um from our last episode so if you guys missed it our last <laughs> our uh four to five hour episode on a uh, comic book superhero, <laughs> yeah, uh, Batman. We had a Batman episode where we talked about um, our most of our favorites. Uh, well, not all of them were our favorites, but like you yeah. know, the more popular Batman film depictions of Batman, yeah. And um, we put on a, on the Podwood Forecast Community Facebook group. Ooh. Put a poll out on there. You guys are invited to that. Anyone can join. It's free. Actually, it's a $5 cover. I'm sorry. Um, But uh, put a poll out on there. Uh, What is your favorite film version of Batman? And I used the obvious. I used the examples that we talked about in the episode. Uh, The new Batman 2022. Dark Knight Trilogy. Batman from 89 and 92. And the Batman animated series version, yeah. you know, which is, you know, Mask of the Phantom animated series. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, which was your favorite? And uh, the Batman 2022 won. Nice. Uh, won
0: the majority. I convinced him.
1: Yeah, you did
0: it. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah it was all you. Darn
1: right. Um, and uh, close behind it was the Dark Knight trilogy. So Makes sense. Christian Bale's Batman. On Spotify, it was fifty-fifty. Okay, between twenty twenty-two Batman and Batman animated series. Oh, cool! I respect interestingly that enough. I yeah. respect it. Yeah. Also asked, what were your thoughts on the Batman twenty twenty-two, the new Batman with Robert Patterson and um, <laughs> directed by Matt Reeves? Uh, and so we had some we had some people share their thoughts. Carrie says that she loved it. Heck, yeah. Nicholas said, awesome. <laughs> and uh, Tyler uh, was got a little bit more deep into his thoughts Ooh. about it. He said, I enjoyed it. It definitely... <laughs> I won't give an <laughs> It definitely reminded me of the Batman detective line of comics. Nice. I think Robert Pattinson did his own thing, and I think it's unfair to throw him in with the other Batman just because it was so unlike the other films. With that being said, overall, it was pretty good, even with the three-hour length. Nice. Well said. I agree, Tyler. Yeah. Our friend Maddie says, Best Batman in years for me. Detective Batman is awesome. Heck yeah. I agree, Maddie. Uh, And Michael says, I thought it was great. Reminded me of the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, which is that's a common it's, it's
0: a common comparison, and I totally I totally see it. Yeah, which also been... a good amount of comments on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. People people like the Batman. Called some so. interaction.
1: Yeah. Um. Thanks, guys, so much. And and I agree. I, I I was thinking like after seeing the Batman, it's like, hmm, I wonder what directors I would really like to see. Tackle Batman. Not that I want like a bunch of Batman movies to come out at once, but uh, I think a David uh, David Fincher Batman would be really interesting. Yeah, I also think that um, a Pong Jun Oh Batman could be interesting. That'd be interesting. You know, I think they both do a pretty good job at like, you know, keeping Batman dark, but like, yeah, very, very drama filled and like suspense. You know. They, I think they do a good job at um, focusing on the detective aspects of Batman. But, I mean, maybe they would do des- something different. Probably, I yeah.
0: I also will throw in a twist there and say, with some new iteration of Batman, my dream composer for a Batman movie is Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trent Reznor's score for a Batman movie is, oh, yeah. like, would be so good. And mm-hmm. I like the score for the new one, but, like... Trent Reznor score, like, come on That'd be so good Surprised it hasn't happened
1: Yeah, same You know, I was actually, today, years old When I found out that Trent Reznor was from Nine Inch Nails Really? I had no idea Oh my gosh I don't listen to Nine Inch Nails I mean, I don't really that much either, but The only song I know by Because they were the ones who wrote Hurt, right? Yeah, and
0: Johnny Cash covered it And now he's just like, that's Johnny Cash's song now Yeah, pretty much uh, yeah, I had
1: no idea. Uh, at work, we were having a conversation about Nine Inch Nails, and someone said, uh, Trent Reznor. I'm like, wait, what? Is that what he's from? Yeah. What?
0: And everyone said, you're an idiot, and they <laughs> beat me up and kicked me out. You you definitely... There's, I haven't listened to like all their albums or anything, but I think you would really like... Some of his stuff, I just it's really cool.
1: I know Trent Reznor. I mean, yeah, I'll probably check it out, but Trent Reznor is the composer to me. That's how much of a film nerd I am. Yeah, it's kind of like how it's kind of like people like Johnny Johnny Greenwood, yeah, Yeah. exactly
0: like Johnny Greenwood to Radiohead. Like a lot of people, yeah, don't like I knew him first
1: as the composer, and then I realized he was from Radiohead. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, um, (laughs) you guys can make fun of me for
0: not knowing that, (laughs) but I don't care. So yeah, last episode we talked about comic book movies, and uh, this episode. Try, try to segue. In this. And, and this episode, uh, well, we're talking about a little Sam Raimi film. <laughs> oh, okay. Called yeah. a Simple Plan. Yeah. It would be very logical for us to do Doctor Strange, but uh, no. Yeah. No, it, it was good Not for this. E- and, oh, Clif- yeah. and Clifford well, hasn't you're the seen only it. One
1: who's seen it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, but you watched it Instead of talking ways. about The new relevant <laughs> Sam Raimi film We're gonna talk about The Sam Raimi film That literally yeah. No one knows about Which maybe this will help us People are like Oh Sam
1: Raimi I wonder what yeah. other movies He's it, done It kind of
0: conveniently Works out Yeah
1: But I'm, uh,
0: This episode is going to get
1: 500
0: Talking plays. about the I far know. better Sam Raimi movie <laughs> And I'll, i Actually I'll just Run it down real quick In like five seconds The new Dr. Strange Is pretty good Really shockingly creepy Takes itself hmm. pretty seriously I liked it. Cool. It was pretty good. I was I was interested in seeing it. Do not bring it, so. your kids to it, for the love of God. It's, like, shockingly yeah. violent for I actually keep, MCU. I
1: keep seeing comments about it. It's like, yeah, I let my kids go see it. Yeah. Like, you didn't go see it with them? You just let them go and watch it? Like, yeah. You don't do that. I mean, that. like, te- I
0: think teenagers would be fine, but a lot of people bring their, like, seven-year-olds to Marvel movies a yeah. lot, and it's like, this one will, Stop like, freak that kids out probably like it has a lot of horror there stuff are some in kids it kids
1: that probably have a good like resistance to like scary messed up stuff then again but... i
0: know people really go what well, five i watched texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> yeah, to... and they're fine though. also there's a thing on your computer oh it's okay it's just telling me to oh okay good something just making sure it didn't me for a second but yeah uh so we're talking about uh two movies they're last episode we were thinking of two films that were on both of our watch lists or movies that we've just been interested in watching for a long time. And like, yeah. I chose one and you chose one.
1: Yeah. T- this is like the first time that we've done something like this. Yeah. Where
0: this is like, it was like we a recommended a movie that we haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. So we chose a simple plan by Sam Raimi from 1998 and, a uh, American movie, uh, from 99. 1999 yeah. by Chris Smith. And that one's a documentary.
1: Yeah. So they're two very different films, but they have some similarities. Yeah. We were talking earlier about they have how similar it, like
0: it, settings almost. Yeah.
1: They're both like set in sure. small town rural kind of midwestern areas. feel. Yeah, although um American movie takes place in America, ironically. Uh, yeah. Um, but it
0: still like kinda has that just Midwest vibe to it. I think he even mentions that at one point. Like mentions Midwest or whatever. Midwest America he also makes uh he's he's working on a movie called Northwestern in the movie oh yeah true lots of directions (laughs) but yeah we watched both and we're gonna talk about them and I'm excited to talk about them
1: yeah me too so we want to start with a simple plan then sure and
0: unless it's time for a
1: break no we've got like we're only like 16 minutes in okay yeah, we're doing pretty good. We didn't dilly-dally at the beginning. True. Much. <laughs>
0: All right, simple plan it is.
2: Well, I mean, suppose you stay. I mean, wh- wh- where are you going to tell people you got the money? That's easy. We just tell people that Sarah inherited some money. It's easy. You know, nobody around here knows anything about her family. You guys could have just bought the farm, you know, and, and then uh, uh, left me to run it. It's not going to work. I thought this was going to make you happy. Jacob. Farming, come on. You don't just buy a farm, you gotta you gotta work it. You gotta know about machinery and seed. I know that. No you don't, fertilizers, pesticides, herbicides, drainage, irrigation, the weather. Come on, you don't know about any of that stuff. Gonna end up just like Dad. Why do you
3: think he ended up like that?
2: I'll tell you how he ended up like that. He had two mortgages riding on the place couldn't make the payments. Where do you think the money went? He huh? was a bad businessman. Where business do you think man? the money went? No, you think he spent it all on the farm? I'll tell you exactly where the money went four years of college, bud. Yeah, didn't you ever think about how he paid for that? Didn't wow. that ever occur to you? No, my tuition was. Listen, I'm supposed to get the farm. What do I get? I'm supposed to get the farm. Jacob, you got the, you got the whole world. You can, I don't want to hear that. You can go anywhere you want.
3: This is what I want. This is, this is where I want to be. It's my home, Hank.
1: Yeah. So nineteen ninety nine. Sam Raimi Malik directed it. Sam Raimi Malik. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. Um no, not Sam Raimi it's this is a joke with the video that we did. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's uh it's very off the beaten path for Sam Raimi. I don't know how many Sam Raimi movies you've seen.
1: I... Uh, well, let's take a look. Because
0: um, I... I've seen 14% of his films. I've seen quite a lot. Um, none of his, like... Like, there's some weird earlier ones, like Love of the Game or uh, Cruel Wave or whatever, The Gift. But I've seen A, a Simple Plan... I haven't seen Darkman, but I really want to. I've seen Oz the Great and Powerful, which is whatever, Drag Me to Hell. (laughs) I've seen all the Evil Dead movies. I've seen all the Spider-Man movies and the new Doctor Strange. I've seen almost all of his movies. Almost. There's like a few that I haven't. Some Mm. of his more obscure ones. I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness in a long time, but I I have seen them. And I, I love all of his movies. He has a very distinct directing style. And his simple plan is... Probably the most unique film he's done. I feel like, like compared looking to at, his other stuff, because yeah, he usually does
1: horrorography. Like, there's there's so many like dark and creepy, action packed kind of covers. Yeah, and but, a simple plan kind of the cover kind of makes it look like that it's like some sort of scary movie, but yeah. it's not.
0: It's I mean, not. It's like a
1: thriller, but it's
0: like a it's like a drama thriller. Yeah. It, um, and even just like direction style, how he does camera work, editing and whatnot. It's um, very toned it's, down. it's very different from his other stuff, even in terms of that. Like, even the Spider-Man movies have very, like, similar camera work directing style to, like, the Evil Dead movies. Like, there's still elements of horror in those. Right. Uh, Drag Me to Hell is just, like, a horror movie. Oz is great and powerful is just, like, whatever. It's, like... I it's keep forgetting that movie done, exists. That's just like <laughs> one of his like big blockbuster movies he did, kinda like Doctor Strange, except yeah. Doctor Strange is better than Oz. It did Oz even it like, did very well. But even Multiverse of Madness had a lot of his directing isms in it shockingly it did Hmm. obviously all the evil dead ones a lot of like crazy camera whips and camera zooms and just wacky editing and like a really specific sense of humor Yeah, like where it's crazy and weird but kind of takes itself seriously but you know it's goofy and it's like fun but creepy and A Simple Plan is like a pretty straightforward drama thriller it doesn't have a lot of flashy editing or camera work um, or even like performance the performances are really great but they're not goofy like it's played pretty straight and it right. takes itself very seriously and doesn't try to like it has yeah. funny-ish moments yeah, but there's it- like
1: a quirkiness to there's it there's a but certain it's still quirkiness very dark
0: yeah like i almost would wonder if i would know this was sam raimi if i didn't know he directed and this- that's not an insult i think the fact he can make like this is almost like his Fargo,
1: yeah. In a way, I was just gonna say
0: this is like Sam be, Raimi trying to
1: be Coen Brothers, kind sort of, yeah,
0: and it works really well, yeah. Like, and I don't know what cinematographer he used, if it's the guy he usually works with or if it, he usually has an editor work on all of his movies, including mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, the one that does like all of his movies to Doctor Strange. Um, Danny Elfman did the score for this though, which is great because Danny Elfman works with him constantly, right. but. Like cinematography wise, it's kind of has like a Fargo feel to it, like with some of the shot compositions he uses. And it's nothing crazy or flashy or show off but it's a really solid looking movie. Lots of like really great close ups. Um, yeah.
1: It's definitely not, um, what's his name? Cinematographer for Fargo. And... Oh,
0: um,. Roger Deacons? Yeah. It's yeah. not
1: Roger Deacons kind of like yeah. good, but it's it's like not still like really yeah. Decent.
0: It doesn't look it doesn't visually like camera work look as good as Fargo, because it's one of my favorite like looking movies probably, but it, it's still really good. Yeah, and, and it works for the tone of this movie. It's a very like like the poster kind of captures the vibe of the movie. It's a very like bleak movie. Yeah. It's very dour and like there's an energy to it, but dog's up here. Hey dog. Hey dog. But <laughs> man oh man did that movie just make me feel bad like <laughs> really? i felt so bad for jacob I've okay. never, i don't think i've sympathized with the character so much in a long time we should uh, we should we start sh- talking about it we should it. explain what the what the story yeah. is you can do that since i've been rambling
1: um yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> so basically well i might i might need your help actually since you watched it most recently but yeah basically um two brothers they're two old two brothers two um, brothers they're uh hanging out with their other friends uh let me get the characters
0: and then so and then they rob a bank and they steal an ambulance and jake <laughs> gyllenhaal is there
1: mitchell stop
0: talking about I stop don't. trying to make this about <laughs> ambulance it's another movie about brothers uh not solving crimes causing them yeah
4: you know
1: right. we're not doing that so anyways. <laughs> Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, they both play two brothers, Hank and Jacob Mitchell, and they're hanging out with their friend, uh, Lou. Yeah. And the what are they what are they even doing? They're they, so they, they go. Visit a grave. Yeah,
0: so I, uh, they go to visit like one of their Bye, parents' Watson. graves. Yeah. Because they visit the grave and then they're going off, they crash their car, they go looking in the woods and they find a crashed plane. Yeah, And when they look inside of it, they find a bag with like four and a half million dollars in it. And And, also a dead pilot. Yeah. And there's a dead pilot in it. They don't know where it came from. And Hank finds a bag, that bag with money. And then Lou is like, oh, we should like keep it. And they basically fight over what they should do with the money. And they decide that they will hold on to it for a while and see uh, if no one goes looking for it and claims it. Mm-hmm. come spring they will split it up and just like leave town and keep right. it so they're like okay we'll hold on to it and see so it's basically they find a bunch of money and it's just about the rising tension of that yeah basically and what starts to ensue from that situation what goes wrong
2: see there nobody knows but us it's like we came out here just on a hike and found, and found lost treasure
5: right? <laughs> it's the american dream and a damn gym bag he, he just wants to walk away from it
2: you work for the American dream. You don't steal it. Then this is even better. If this guy is a dope dealer, then you know, like we're talking about, then that means we're like Robin Hood. Oh, yeah, uh, and I'll right? tell you what. You got a
5: beautiful wife at home. You're about to have a baby. I know you ain't pulling down that much at the feed mill. Wouldn't you
2: love to have a piece of this? Well, hell yes, I would, but we can't just take it. I
5: mean, hey, what if there's a reward? Maybe there's a reward and they'll, they'll give Maybe us... there's not. How about this i tell you what i'll bet you ten thousand dollars j- just one of these packets that when they find this plane there's no mention of this money
1: and and it's then the, just like, the wife goes, the wife gets involved yeah because at first
0: he was weirdly to tell her. breaking bad ish yeah <laughs> where it's like oh now the wife's involved and like played it's by bridget fonda seemingly seem seemingly normal guy just gets into a situation where yeah. he is like oh there, I have a chance to have all this money and I could use it and then it just all goes downhill and mm. drama ensues
1: yeah which I gotta say uh this has this film has an amazing script oh uh, yeah it's so good it, it takes so many turns that you don't really expect it to like this film it's not uh predictable at all
0: it's really not that that's that's one thing that impressed me about it I mm. I didn't really I kind of was like, maybe this is probably where it will go, but I I was never sure.
1: I think I, was... I thought at the beginning is that, okay, you got these three guys out here. They find this money. Mm-hmm. Maybe this whole movie takes place in one day and they get like somehow stranded out in the I wilderness. Don't, I don't know why I,
0: I thought it was going to be like a bottle movie where they would yeah. be in like one room the whole time. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that's what it was. Yeah,
1: that's I, I thought that exact same thing. Yeah. But... um. It's not it. The the story moves forward and it goes places, but it still keeps it very interesting. And yeah. uh, it tackles a lot of interesting ideas with like morality and like what's wrong and what's right. And, like, yeah. and the characters that you think like have a good head on their shoulders end up making bad decisions. Right. And I like that.
0: yeah and everyone is so affect like decisions affect like every character in this movie and if there's such strong consequences to everything and it makes you it makes you so nervous for everyone oh yeah i was like really anxious for the characters like a lot of the time and yeah there there were some scenes where it almost had like that cringe feel where i just like i didn't want to (laughs) look you know i was just like oh well come on like yeah the, like the scene
1: where, because they they kind of come to this. Um, Spoilers, obviously. Yeah, we're we're in spoiler territory for both of these films. Yeah. Although I don't know how you can spoil American movies, <laughs> right? Documentary, but anyways, tensions get so high. Like there's a lot of manipulating going on. Yeah. Like Bridget Fonda manipulates uh, her husband Hank to be like, we need to get rid of Lou because he's like a loose cannon, and you know you don't. He's you know he is who he is and so like you need to find a way to get rid of him and you need to find a way to get uh Jacob on your side yeah uh, and so he like works on Jacob and gets him on almost b- very barely does
0: yeah the that scene in particular particular i want to go into a little bit because i thought the writing of it was so so good uh, where yeah. they're at Lou's house and they get him drunk cuz so basically there's this plan where they end up like killing a couple people essentially because when he's going Uh, to like leaving the forest and uh, Jacob is kind of watching out this farmer shows up is like hey what are you doing and Jacob panics and punches him and thinks he kills him so Hank tries to like (laughs) hide the body and it turns out the guy wasn't dead so he ends up smothering him to kill him and they try to make it look like it was an accident and Jacob thinks he killed him but he's like no I did so it's like my decision on what we do here and Just all this stuff goes wrong and it gets to a point where they're like maybe if someone finds out maybe we can like get Lou drunk and kind of get him to you know play along and make a fake confession we can record that so so that we have an alibi in case any of this gets out and so they get Lou drunk and they're at his house and they're like oh why'd you do like an imitation like they're making fun of Hank basically and so Mm -hmm. he pretends like he's confessing as if he's Hank but before that I, I loved the writing of this scene where Jacob, which is Hank's brother, he starts to almost—you think—he's starting to legitimately get bitter towards Hank at one point because he's like, "Yeah, you're more of a brother to me than Hank and stuff," and he starts yeah. making fun of him, like, and stuff, and and then you realize that. Jacob was doing it to get Lou to start making fun of Hank so he would mock confess or whatever. Right, yeah. And you But you think Jacob is actually... Starting to turn on his brother, and that, but it turns out he was just being clever, yeah, even though he probably, which you don't really expect because Jacob isn't the brightest in the movie at times, yeah, but he's capable, but you know, he's capable of it, so it doesn't feel out of character. And I'm like, man, what a good writing moment! So I was like, sad, I was like, oh, well, hey, I was like, well, I thought Jacob got drunk and started hating his brother and like calling him, (laughs) and that he was gonna tell him Mm -hmm. like what the plan was, but he tricked him and then they get the recording everything goes wrong and yeah um, which is like how did you expect him to react
1: to yeah. that <laughs> like Luke, you've gotten him all drunk and everything like you know and then he starts shooting up the place which that's that's a crazy scene yeah and, and jacob Lew- has to en- ends up having to kill him yeah actually he,
0: it, and the wife and, and it's one of those things where you understand because it, it kind of was like a self-defense thing because he was going to shoot hank right and jacob is was basically just protecting hank from getting shot Yeah,
1: it's one of those things but it's still like
0: it's so evil like everyone is bad in this story but you understand why everyone's doing what they're doing even though they shouldn't be doing it
1: yeah and it's one of those things where like kind of like breaking bad or any other story where guy does good guy does bad thing mm-hmm. there are things that happen where you're like oh yeah that's justified like that was self-defense or whatever yeah but then you think about it like well no like none of this would have happened if they wouldn't have made that first decision in the first place yeah like they've and done then this even, to themselves and
0: then like lose like wife or girlfriend or whatever like starts freaking out too and is yeah trying to shoot him and he has to like shoot her back so but he wasn't going to kill her but then she started she found a pistol and started shooting him so it's like it's such a nightmare and you're like none of this should have happened but you get why it did right and you're not it's not like you're justifying what they did but you understand that like why they did it in that moment you know
1: yeah and it just
0: spirals it's just a whole spiraling out of control i'm gonna make another comparison uh red dead 2 where like. Hank was, like, Dutch. And Jacob was, like, Arthur, <laughs> almost. for Red Dead too. Jacob was, <laughs> like, Arthur, and where it's just, like... Arthur. Okay, like, this is the plan now. Like, I gotta plan, Arthur. Yeah. You know, and he was, like, okay, well... Do you know what you're going to say and he every time something bad happens he tells Jacob like the story he needs to tell and stuff yeah. and it's and it doesn't work it happens again he's like well i have another plan we'll do we'll tell them this story and it'll work it doesn't work it's just like red dead 2 kind of yeah and like everything that
1: they do is like to to try to clean up the previous
0: yeah. mess like and Hank like it is just so keeps sure getting worse and worse, he's so sure everything he does is gonna work, but it just never does, and yeah. I was like he's like Dutch from Red Dead, yeah, in a way, um, less crazy than Dutch, but yeah, yeah, but and it's just so it just stressed me out, and I felt so bad for Jacob the whole movie, especially the scene, like I almost like welled up watching it, where um it's after he shows up at Hank's house like drunk and stuff, and he brings him back to his car. And he's just, like, talking about how he wants to, you know, when you have kids and I can just come over for dinner and we can, like, drink on the porch yeah. just like dad used to and stuff. Yeah. And, and then Bob Thornton was so good. He was. He was incredible in this. And I'm just like, this is, like, so sad. Like, yeah. Jacob. And then in the kind of implication of how little uh, Hank actually knows his brother he's like what about that one girl you guys hit off and he was like no that was, she just did that based off a of bet." and he's like i've never even kissed a girl i just want to find like a normal woman and <laughs> you just start to feel so bad for him and yeah. but, like hank is like just making his life miserable in this movie mm-hmm. um which is weird because hank seemed like the straight man at the beginning of the movie like yeah. he was the one who didn't want to do any of it and then he ends up yeah. instigating everything yeah him and his wife Ooh. yeah I think she she's such an interesting character. Yeah, she she really was. That was another interesting point was I didn't think he was going to tell his wife and I thought the wife wouldn't know until the end of the movie, but he tells her right away and she's instantly like, yeah, okay, let's do it. You yeah.
1: Know? Yeah, and it's so interesting to watch her cuz like at first you think that she's At first, she's like, "Oh no, you need to get rid of the money." Like, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then, but then you realize that she's into it too. You know, like, oh, it's kind of cool having this money. And then she gets into
0: it to a fault.
1: Like, like she gets way too obsessed with it, and she's basically the one behind all the bad things happening. Sort of. She's the one who suggests that Lou get killed. Yeah. And she's the one who. Well, no, she she suggested the tape. Yeah, the tape recording. And then he even says, like, well, what did you think was going to happen yeah. know, if we did that? It was your idea. Now it's time for me she, to make decisions. She's like, I will
0: never be happy going back to a normal life and yeah. stuff. And
1: you're just like, geez. She, she just goes off the rails. Yeah. Um. I realized I hadn't... I'm not really familiar with Bridget Fonda that much. I guess she's, like, in Army of Darkness, and she's in The Godfather. Is that...
0: She's in like yeah, she's in Jackie Brown and stuff. But I haven't seen her. She's in like... Godfather
1: Part Three, the oh, worst one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I I knew her from Balto. <laughs> she also voice she yeah she voices Jenna in Balto. Yeah,
1: which is interesting because she that was a childhood crush.
0: Of course, of <laughs> she's like oh I feel weird and now to I her hate <laughs> her. Now
1: she's the worst. Yeah, she is.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah. like this movie is like Breaking Bad, but it gives me a very similar feeling to that show.
1: Yeah, it just has that
0: like the character dynamics are weirdly similar. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say this like show inspired Breaking. I mean, this movie inspired Breaking Bad or anything, but like it feels like in a similar genre and tone.
1: Yeah, know? where it's kind of like a, a warning sign sign to people. Yeah, to like don't don't steal money or don't don't cook meth. Or yeah. Don't. Don't do crime. You know, it's like cause just this is yeah, because it's like it
0: seems like a harmless crime. Like yeah, no one will find it, but it's like you literally don't know that. Yeah, like you can't risk it. Yeah, you know. And I even love the twist of you think the FBI is like in on it, and but then it turns out the FBI was like the uh, the crime guy who had stolen the money, and he disguises himself as like an FBI guy and tricks the local police. Into, yeah. And I thought it was just the FBI at first. Yeah. And I thought that he was going to like kill the guy th- thinking he wasn't. But then it turned out he was a real FBI agent. I <laughs> thought that's what was going to happen. But it turns out he actually was. Yeah. Which it kept it even yeah. a, more unpredictable. And then like the most depressing, horrible part of the movie is when. Wait. Oh, let's leave that on a cliffhanger. Oh, okay.
1: Because <laughs> we're like 35 minutes in. Oh, okay, time cool. Time for a break Figure out Um, what made me cry next Yeah You'll find out Right after these messages (laughs) 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 That was terrible Thanks Alright See you soon Is that what
4: you think? Is that what you think you want? Walking off to the feed store Every morning for the next 30 years Waiting for Tom Butler To retire or die So you can finally get a raise? What about Amanda? Amanda You think she's gonna like growing up in somebody else's hand-me-down clothes playing with some kid's old toys because we can never afford to buy her anything new
2: Don't say anymore
4: And me What about me Spending the rest of my life eight hours a day with a fake smile plastered on my face checking out books and Then coming home to cook dinner for you the same meals over and over again, whatever the week's coupons will allow. Only going out to restaurants for special occasions, birthdays or anniversaries, and even then having to watch what we order, skipping the appetizer, coming home for dessert. You think that's gonna make me happy? That's enough. No, no, I haven't done Jacob yet. It's back to the welfare office for Jacob, the occasional odd job, but with Lou gone now, just himself and his dog, all alone in that filthy apartment. How long do you give him, Hank? Stop it! Sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Everything just like it used to be.
2: Watching this movie, and in this one you guys aren't trying to you know, fit in as humans so much. We don't see that much interaction with humans. I gotta ask you, why are you guys still driving cars when you have the ability to run so fast?
5: There's a lot of stuff in the Twilight world that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, why are they still going to high school? <laughs> like, up until last year, it doesn't? they're a hundred years old. I mean,
2: I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, do you guys really need the money from Volvo that bad?
5: <laughs> and, uh, Edward
2: is desperate for an endorsement deal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you know that uh, I just remembered that a simple plan is also a band? Yeah, simple plan. Yeah, yeah. I used to like them a lot. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know about them until like I found them while googling. They're the, movie. the ones that
0: did "Lifestyle of the Rich and the Famous."
1: Yeah, there's this. They're other always one, complaining. Though. There's this other one though that I that I checked out. Apparently, it's their most popular song, and it's like the set. Sa- it's like the most generic. Like it's literally like that. Um, sorry, I'm out of breath from running up the stairs. Uh-huh. That Jared Alonji video, when it's like mom and dad just don't oh, understand. Yeah. It was literally like that.
0: Yeah, there was a weird trend <laughs> of like so all funny. these emo bands. Their most popular song would be the boring acoustic song or whatever. I mean, it, was, it wasn't... it was Or just the slow song, you know? Yeah. When it's they're not like, typically It's all slow. up
1: and, like, energetic, but it's, like, sad. and Like, oh, our okay. parents don't understand
0: us.
1: Like, that's literally what the song was they about. They probably
0: caused that stereotype. It's their fault. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of crying, Mitchell, what made you cry? So, well, I didn't, like, legit cry, but I got really <laughs> emotional. It's at the end, after they the FBI agent kills the cop, and then... He, the, the fake FBI guy, the crime lord, makes him go in to get the money, but obviously the money's not in there, just like the small amount he put back to try and cover their tracks. Right. But he knows how much is supposed to be there. He freaks out and then shoots him because he stole a gun from the uh, police department when they were leaving. he shoots him. Yeah, because yeah. his wife was really smart and like kind of she was smart knew. for once. like yeah. she was very intuitive on that and like called him to warn him like yeah i called them and they don't have that guy as an agent there like he's going to kill you yeah so his wife kind of like saves him really yeah. she ends up saving him and so he kills the fbi guy and then you know jacob shows up and is just like looks done and depressed and he's like yeah. and then hank starts doing the thing where he's like all right we got to get our story straight for like the fifth time in the movie and he's just
1: like no yeah
0: he's like i can't do this anymore <laughs> yeah and it, there's more dialogue to it but he basically hands him a gun and is like just like kill me basically and there's more emotional words behind it than when i'm paraphrasing it but yeah he's like and if you don't he pulls out a gun he's like i'll just do it myself he's like i'll turn around though so like i don't have to see you do it and he's getting ready to <laughs> shoot himself and hank ends up killing him and like he's like Screaming and crying while he does it, and it's really, really depressing.
2: Make it look like the bad guy did it, Hank. What? Come on, we're almost home. Tired, Hank. And, 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 and I don't care. It's okay with me. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid. No, I'm not afraid. It's perfect. Stop that, Jake. It's it's perfect. No. Come on, Hank. No. Let me do something. This this is the only thing. See, I don't want to sit around the rest of my life and think about this. I can't do it. Sit on the porch I and know drink. You should, but we I can't a do more it. Hours. So you're going to have to do it. A Couple more hours. You, you can, can do off. this, and it's gonna it's gonna be perfect for you. And you got something to, you got something to go on for, Hank, and you know it. I don't want to be here. Oh, Come on, Hank. Let me do something. You just tell a little girl that I that you know that the bear's bear from me. You know if you love me, I ain't guilty. Give you a chance. I won't look at you. I won't look at you, Hank. But if you don't do it, then I'm gonna do it, and then we're both gonna be fucked, aren't we? And we don't need to both be fucked. I'll I'll do it, Hank. If you don't, no. I'm telling you, I will. Boy, it's, it's funny but, but I find it's fucking plain, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. And it's sad too because there's a con there's a part in the movie where you get some content, more context to their family and it's implied that their father also killed himself
4: so it's just like
0: this sad theme of like it's like almost passed on down to Jacob and and you kind of understand why because throughout the movie it's like well he's alone like he's never really even like had a girlfriend and he has his only dream is just to own this farm like that was his parents that he knows he can't have and and Hmm. now he's like stuck in this crime loop of having to make up stories and he's just like over it and it's such a it's such a logical buildup to like a tragic ending for this character. And I felt so bad for him, like the whole movie. And yeah, it was just depressing. And the fact that he basically makes Hank do it. And Hank is the only one of the three left alive at the end of the movie. And it's a very like somber ending too. Cause it's implied that Hank, he gets away with it, but he doesn't, have the money because he ends up burning yeah, the money which
1: I, it's so ironic and so great like they can't keep the money yeah
0: because he he's talking to someone's like what do you mean it's like it's only a matter of time before you find it he's talking to some officers They're like well we have all the serial numbers for it so it's just waiting for them to show up in banks and right. so he knows he literally cannot use the money so yeah. his wife regret is like doesn't want him to do it so he's like pushing her and he's just like throwing it on their fireplace and it just ends with him being like well like some days we kind of forget about it but you know whatever and then it ends (laughs) it's like geez yeah it's like man
1: all of that was for nothing yeah like all those people died for nothing he
0: literally ends up in the same place he was at the beginning of the movie except Except minus a brother except his marriage is ruined (laughs) with a child (laughs) and his brother is dead that he had to kill (laughs) <laughs> and, and his and there's also, like t- And he also is responsible for the deaths of like four other people
1: Yeah, the the old farmer dude And Lou, his, his wife through, His
0: wife, the farmer guy The police officer, the FBI agent, and his brother
1: Well, they didn't kill the police officer But yeah, you're right He, he didn't was, kill
0: him, but he is responsible for yeah. it It was his fault
1: it's all, it's all his fault Yeah Yeah, it's so crazy And it is depressing yeah. But and he I just, just loved that. Gained literally of nothing from it. Yeah.
0: It nothing changed. Like, his, it goes exactly back to working at his shop. Nothing different. And it's just like, man.
1: It's like, let that be a lesson to you. And it's like, oh, some people might be like, oh, he should go to jail. But it's like, I don't know. I think he's like in a prison of his
0: own. I like, feel like him like, going to jail would be too easy of an ending
1: yeah he just has to live with his guilt
0: because him the going to brother. jail at the end of this movie is a very surface level like see he got his comeuppance like for a more basic script but yeah this one having to live with all of that knowing you gain nothing from it is like almost worse yeah like knowing that no one will ever know and you just kind of have to live with that yeah and you know i i find that ending of him technically getting away with it without gaining anything to be even worse Mm because getting away with it and going through all of that to get nothing but you still got away with it it almost makes it worse because it's like i got away with it but i didn't get the thing i was supposed to get away with right you know it's like dang got away with nothing (laughs) exactly yeah but it's really i guess somber i'll just use the word somber again just very somber movie
1: yeah and yeah, just depressing, really.
0: <laughs> it's probably up there for one of my favorite Raimi movies at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, because I haven't seen a lot. Yeah. I've, I've seen Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Oddly enough, I've only seen Army of Darkness of the whole Evil oh, Dead yeah. franchise. I need to watch the rest of those. but um, And I think that's it. I haven't even seen Spider-Man 3 yet, even though I... Ugh. I have not I'm a
0: defender of Spider-Man 3. Yeah, and I um, wanna
1: watch it just like for the memes, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I really like it still. It's it's hilarious, but uh but I also uh, ironically like it. But I think Spider-Man 2, 1, simple plan and then maybe like Some of the Evil Dead movies tied with Spider-Man 3. But this is probably, like, my third favorite. I don't know. It's really up there. I was so close to giving it a 5, but I didn't want to rush into it.
1: I think it's most likely... I gave it a 9. I gave it an
0: 8. 8 out of 10. Yeah, I I settled with a 9 for now. Yeah. Because... I don't know how, like, rewatchable it is, but I, I was, like, pretty captivated the entire time. I
1: think it's a pretty, <laughs> I was about to say cozy. But yeah. It's, it's like the kind of movie that
0: you can put on. It's, it's like, a cozy oh, this is setting. a great thriller, you know. It's cozy in the way Fargo yeah. is cozy. Where yeah. it's like, oh, you got, like, Marge and, like, her husband, and they're, like, a cute couple. And then you cute got, like, these house. two murderers. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, a snowy little area, and they're all, like. Canadian or whatever. And then blood. And then people (laughs) getting chopped up in a tree chopper.
1: Oh, spoilers. This movie's
0: not, like, super violent, but it has its moments, like, of violence. But it's...
1: It's more about the drama. Yeah. You know.
0: And just very, very character-driven, very well-written, very, very clear motivations. You understand the decisions and consequences of everything you're like, you could be like, Oh, I would have done that. But like, would you like everything that happens in uh, this movie seems like it would make, it makes sense that they do. Yeah, what they nothing
1: do. is that unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I'm never yeah. like, Oh, that wouldn't have happened. Or, Oh, I could, I would have just done this. It's like, if I was in this situation, mm. everything and, that and every
1: character does makes sense for the character. For, yeah. They're, yeah. they're
0: very clearly written people, you yeah. know, like, Lou everything he does makes sense because It's established he's like a hothead has a Temper he's irresponsible he's a he drunk. doesn't have a job yeah. He gets into, like that's why He was pushing him to get the money because he needed money For his car and like he Is unemployed and you know and Jacob you understand like How kind of alone and isolated he is And Hank yeah. you understand how kind of just Fine his life is but How mundane it is and why he kind of breaks mm. Into wanting to go Through with this plan you know
1: Right, yeah. I was
0: waiting for the title drop. I I was waiting for them to say it's a simple plan, but they never do. (laughs) They do say plan, but they never say simple plan.
1: It was supposed to be a simple plan, but it's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting. I was honestly expecting. um, I thought the title drop would happen at the end when Jacob... Like is explaining, like I'll hand you a gun, or I'm going to shoot myself, but I'll turn around. It's a simple plan, Hank. Yeah. Like I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought that's when he was going to say like it. A wink. <laughs> I don't know. I always expect title drops for some reason in every movie. It's like that's
1: the name of the movie, but it would have
0: been distracting. Do the, the that Leonardo
1: mo- DiCaprio yeah. point? You know, <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> I'm glad they didn't though, because it would have been distracting from that moment.
1: Yeah, I didn't but. even notice. I forgot um, that that happened. But I uh, okay. I had only one little tiny <gasps> criticism how dare you it's, it's busy and it's it's a nitpick for me i for could sure. agree
0: because i didn't think it was like perfect or anything
1: and it was the scene that you were talking about before actually which makes it a, a, a little frustrating wait which one the scene where jacob uh you know is about to kill himself oh yeah basically. yeah okay I thought that the music was a little too overbearing in that scene. Oh,
0: weird. I I was actually gonna comment. I don't really remember any of the music. Oh, I that none was, of the music ever really stuck out to me for some. For reason. me,
1: oddly enough, that was one of the moments where it was like, okay, the music is tr- is trying to tell me, oh, this is a really dramatic scene, and like, I yeah. feel like it would have been better just like completely silent, honestly. Yeah. Music
0: wise, I feel like if I. I- Maybe if I like watch it with better headphones, but I don't remember noticing the music that much. Mm. Um, it, which I was surprised because this is Danny Elfman, but it felt like a very yeah. uh, just. Which I'm kind of glad this movie didn't need like a Danny Elfman like like Oingo Boingo score. it definitely worked for the tone, but I feel like if I paid attention to that, I'd probably agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I think I was just too like invested in what was happening to notice that
1: that was the thing is that i wanted to be invested but then i found the music a bit distracting so i was like oh okay all right danny eltman it's (laughs) it's like i don't know i'm the kind of person that there are a lot of scenes in films that like silence like no music at all makes it a lot more tense and a lot more dramatic in ways sometimes that's there are exceptions of course like you know music that music actually helps enhance the mood and i it's subjective of it course it depends how
0: consistent it is in the movie if it's like there's only one moment in the movie that uses music to that extent it'll be distracting but if it's like if the m- movie had consistent music to emphasize emotion throughout maybe it wouldn't have stoked out as much but i'd never yeah. really noticed the music in it and maybe if it was a little extra during that scene it might stick out a little more yeah
1: it might not not have even been that extra yeah. And maybe just was just me being like, oh, this would have been so much better with no music. But. Right. It's it's just a nitpick for me. Like, a lot of people are probably like, what are you talking about? I was like bawling my eyes out. Like. Well, yeah. yeah. But that was really like the only thing that stands out to me in that movie. Yeah. Everything else is is just really well made and uh, well done. Yeah. Well acted. Well scripted. I thought the script, the script really the stands out. The writing is insane. Yeah. And it shows to me like technically i think the movie is fine it's not like the most flashy cinematography or anything it's not like begging for an oscar or anything yeah i but it shows that like a really strong script is like the foundation of a really good movie Yeah,
0: yeah like i wouldn't say it like looks as good as fargo or anything but there were a lot of uh moments where i did notice like shot composition wise i just really liked it it mm-hmm. wasn't like there's was a lot of most of the movie is just like very serviceable um yeah. just like above average for sure but like there are some really good close-ups especially when they're like getting Lou drunk and i like when like the close-up on jacob's face or the scene where he's like on the bed and he's like do you ever feel evil i feel evil like mm-hmm. i liked uh like the fade outs and the editing um there's like a shot where Um, It has the cars in the very top left, and most of the screen is just the snow with the footprints. Like, I love the lighting there, uh, or the other one where they're walking into the forest. I I liked um, how everything was placed on screen for a lot of shots. Um, In terms of lighting, it's, like, a pretty flat movie, but it it works because it's a very, like, pretty desaturated movie, very, like just dim looking a lot of the time but I liked that a lot like it's this bright snow but everything's like really gray and it's it felt like it matched the and it's almost felt like it it just consistently kept getting like visually a little darker throughout the movie because at the beginning it's like really bright and snowy and they have these bright red flowers and stuff and as the movie goes along I felt like everything just looked a little more gray as it went along and Mm. I don't know if that was like intentional or if I'm making things up but I felt like the visual color of the movie almost went along with the tone of the movie in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely nothing like crazy. It's, it's very grounded, but that's what it needed. I think Yeah. if, if this movie had like else. crazy camera whip zooms, like in all, <laughs> most of his other movies, it would have been weird. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that it wasn't very flashy.
1: Yeah. Like you know? a crazy fight scene between him and the fake FBI agent. Yeah. And they're just like,
0: shooting webs right
2: jacob
5: jacob no (laughs) grab the money even like
0: the trademark like crazy abrupt sam raimi ending where something wacky happens right before the credits wasn't here that's not in like all of his movies but it's like the sam raimi ending is definitely a thing like Um,
1: spider-man swinging towards the camera or something or
0: or like uh Oh, the movie's over. Oh no, demon popped out of my head. <laughs> you know, just like a like a gotcha ending kind of thing. Like, is even Doctor Strange has it. It's pretty funny where it's just like, whoa, what? And then credits. Um,
1: but I think Bridget Fonda pulls out a gun. on yeah. Bill Paxton.
0: This this makes me want to see Sam Raimi do another movie like this because yeah. he was really good at doing this kind of movie. Like, it's so opposite of his usual style. Yeah. but like but it still had a style to it. I wonder
1: what how he feels about the movie. I'm curious too cuz like no, no one talks about it. Yeah, no one talks it about makes this. Makes me think that he doesn't talk about it. Like maybe it's like so different for him that like in the end he was just like one of those directors that was like, "Oh, I can't watch it." You know. I yeah. Like
0: I, <laughs> I might look up interviews to see if he ever mentions it, but um yeah, yeah, it's
1: truly an underrated film. I
0: think it's like one of his best movies honestly at this point. I think I like it more than like some of the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. I'd have to rewatch Evil Dead 2 cuz I love Evil Dead 2, but uh I what I don't did know, I man. have
1: Spider-Man 2 at? cuz this might Spider-Man be my 2, favorite from him so far.
0: Yeah, Spider-Man 2 and 1 will always be my two favorites cuz I'm biased, uh but this is Right behind him, honestly. I had
1: Spider-Man 2 at a 7 out of 10. Wow. And Spider-Man 1 is a 6 out of 10. You suck. <laughs> You're evil. Well,
0: I haven't watched them
1: since, like, I watched the, them that one time. You'll learn you. to appreciate them someday. But, yeah,
0: so far, this is my favorite scene Yeah, Ring I mean, film. this is a valid favorite. Yeah. I wouldn't blame anyone who said this is their favorite. But, yeah, you always hear about Evil Dead, Drag Me to Hell, Spider-Man, uh... Even, like, I feel like I've heard about Oz the Great and Powerful more than this. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so good. Like, this is a movie I would, like, even recommend to my parents, probably. Oh, yeah. I can see my parents, like, enjoying this movie. I,
1: honestly, my parents, too. (laughs) Yeah, because it's
0: not, like, like, there's language, like, F-bombs here and there, but it's, you know, if my parents can watch Breaking Bad, like, they would enjoy this, I feel like, you know?
1: Yeah, and this is tamer than Breaking Bad, so my parents could watch this. Yeah. For sure. But... So you heard it here folks, your parents can watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: who did Sam who I want to see the writer Scott B Smith.
1: I think this was this based off of a book
0: maybe. This guy has written like a couple other movies that I've never heard of and they look m- lame. So I don't know, ruins. Message has really dope. been in the zone for this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was this was the first time for a lot of people, I guess. The, the Burnt Orange Heresy. Weird. What the heck is that? Sorry, we're all looking at this guy's letterboxed account. The Burnt Orange Heresy starring Clay's Bang and Mick Jagger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <what? laughs> and Donald Sutherland has a 3.0 average. <laughs> um... Siberia with Keanu Reeves, one point oh, okay. nine rating, wow. <laughs> one point nine uh, average. He directed one film, Charlie the Ox. It has like zero reviews. <laughs> nice. That's
0: so strange.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if. I'm gonna look it up if because there's something about a simple plan. It does feel that's like very it
0: could be booky. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I feel like it would be. Let's. let's if it's not, it. I'd be kind of surprised. Actually, a simple plan. This might be like my favorite Billy Bob Thornton performance too. I don't know if I've ever seen him
1: in much else, honestly.
0: You, I think you have, and you just don't realize it.
1: Probably.
0: Like he's in. Uh, let's see oh yep
1: uh it is oh it was uh based on the book uh written by the same guy who wrote the screenplay oh that's okay
0: well no wonder it's probably so good then if it's the same writer as the book that's actually why doesn't that happen more often oh wait Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that hardly counts. I know, it's just a funny example because it's not
1: even—they're not even books. No, yeah, they just like make that it up That is interesting, as it goes. though.
0: You would think that people who write a book would also write the screenplay for the book or something.
1: That makes me think that, like, maybe Scott B. Smith and Danny—not Danny, El- Danny Elfman—Sam uh, Raimi were friends, and Scott Smith is like, "Hey, I wrote this book." And I want to make a movie out of it. Probably. You're the only director that I know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Will you do it? Well, yeah, sure. I Probably. guess.
0: <laughs> I'm going to look up interviews of Sam Raimi about this movie to see like what he says about it. Yeah. I'm curious because no one talks about it.
1: Going to start talking about but it, pe- guys. But people
0: who like this movie love it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a very renowned movie by people who've seen it. But you look at... Like, it's a Sam Raimi movie and it has, like... For Letterboxd, 40,000 people have watched it. And that's not even, like, review; Just people who've marked that they've watched it. For a Samurai movie, it's, like, pretty low. Yeah. Like, you go to, I don't know, even, like, Army of Darkness, it's, like, 162,000. Drag Me to Hell is... One hundred fifty-five thousand. And Drag Me to Hell is not like insanely popular, but like people know about it. Yeah, I knew about Dark it. Dark Man is like even even <laughs> Dark Man has more fifty-seven thousand for Dark
1: Man. It's probably thanks to Red. Letter Dark Media. Man's
0: apparently like not even that amazing, but it's like pretty good.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until Red Letter Media did the review on it.
0: I've I've only ever seen the poster, um, and I've always wanted to watch it, but I've mm-hmm. never known anything about it. But I did watch Red Letter Media's video. Yeah. Um. And then obviously everyone knows Spider-Man and Evil Dead and Doctor Strange. It's like, yeah. Went so under the radar.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna bring it up. We're gonna take it out of the ashes and yeah. Let people know. This movie is gonna become popular because of us. Yeah.
0: I would love to see it have a. I don't know. I would love to see a resurgence of it somehow. Like people are like, wait, what about this like. Yeah, old Sim. Maybe made Doctor Strange. Let's go watch his other movies. Yeah, know?
1: I'm surprised that hasn't really happened. Maybe it's just well, it's on like Hulu now, I guess. Um, so like, yeah, but it's like under some it.
0: dumb channel extension thing. You can't. Oh, you yeah. can't just have a Hulu. I
1: hate that. Yeah. So you need real TV to watch this. Like, well, what's the point of streaming? Now? I had to go
0: to like one two three movies mu slash bb <laughs> yeah. dollar sign forward slash hq equals sign question mark to watch it. I
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. I um. I went. To I want to own, own it. it. I wanna Same. Buy it. I wonder. It's, there's got to be a Blu-ray copy of it or something. I'm sure
0: there is. Yeah.
1: I'll get on Blu-ray. for sure. Anyways. So that's a sim- um, uh, simple plan. A simple plan. Uh, it wasn't that simple. Eight out of ten for me. That's yeah, a nine out of ten Very complicated. Me. A not so simple plan.
0: A complicated plan. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be the the T two train spotting two sequel version of this movie oh, is a complicated plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel that we're wanting.
0: ASP two a complicated plan.
1: <laughs> Except it doesn't have another like popular movie that people would get it confused for. Yeah, Like true. T2, yeah, it's it's Terminator like, 2. That's Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that was like intentional from the director, Danny Wood. Oh, I'm sure. They wanted to call it that.
0: That's so funny.
1: Anyways, we're not talking about train spotting. I'd love to though. Yeah. Train spotting is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's really good. But this was really good. This is, it was. I loved yeah, it. A simple plan. I knew
0: I'd like it cuz I love Sam Raimi, but I didn't think it would become one of my favorites. So, yeah.
3: That was a that was a whole different deal. That was her her um, her friends they pitched in a hundred bucks all together and, and batted her that she wouldn't go study with me for a month. Jesus, Jacob. I I thought you guys had a fang. I wasn't that bad. Actually, it was, it was kind of cool. We used to walk around together a lot, you know, take walks, you know. <laughs> and uh, we talked about all kind of cool stuff. I held hands with her one time. We were walking around. And my hand sweated so much, she, I kind of had to let it go. <laughs> I was nervous, I guess. But it was cool. When the month was over, she, um. Uh, you know, kind of, she'd say hi to me sometimes on the. Hallway when I would see her. She didn't have to do that. That's cool of her. God, hey, you know, I've never, I've never even kissed a girl before. You know, if if, if Ben Rich will change that, I'm I'm all for it. I don't care. I just want to feel it. You know, I just want I just want to know what people do. You know, I don't care if it's because of the money. Heck, I'm gonna be happy now, right? Sure you are. We all are.
0: Yeah. Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise.
5: Another pleasant surprise is uh, American Movie. I was a failure. I was a failure, and I get very sad and depressed about it, and I can't be that no more. I really feel like I've betrayed myself big time. Because I, think when I I know when I was growing up, I had all the potential in the world. Now I'm, I'm back to being Mark, who, who has a beard in his hand and is thinking about the great American script and the great American movie and this time I cannot fail, I won't fail. It's not in me. You don't get second chances and mess them up. You'd be a fool to. Not just finishing films or in the long run getting some money, but it's right now, I feel like it's, like I said, 5, 10, 15 years ago, now I've got the same options again, and this time I'm not going to fail. This time it's most important not to fail, just to drink and dream, but rather to create and complete. American By Chris Smith,
0: who actually has directed a few other things I've watched which I didn't realize. Yeah. The he did Fire, the Fire documentary. documentary Which is like pretty good. If he you, got, you guys and know Andy. about
1: Firefest. Was, was it Firefest?
0: Yeah, Firefest.
1: Yeah. Um that that was really popular. I think
0: he did the Netflix one, not the the Amazon one. Well or mostly whatever. everyone there was two.
1: knows the the Netflix yeah, Fire, one. Fire
0: I watched the Fire one and then he also did Jim and Andy, which is the Jim yep. Carrey documentary. Um
1: both are fine, yeah, uh, they're fine documentaries good, but like
0: and they're a little newer too. like they're more recent, but like American movie was in ninety nine and uh, this is easily his best. Yes. like this movie's fantastic. It's probably one of my favorite documentaries now. honestly, like if not my favorite. I, I don't looked know. at
1: like my top rated films, and I'm pretty sure this is like my highest rated documentary. like
0: what do I have like Dear Zachary at? I
1: haven't seen Dear Zachary. Um,
0: I don't know if I want to call it my favorite. Because, yeah, I gave it, like, the same score. But I would way rather watch American Movie mm. over Dear Zachary. Because Dear Zachary is just too much. Yeah, I've it's, heard it's really, it's really depressing. It's way too much. <laughs> it's the most depressing. It's seriously the most upset a movie has ever made me in my yeah. life. Like, no exaggeration.
1: That's what I've heard. But
0: it's really good. Uh, but American Movie is... It's probably the most entertaining group of people a documentary has ever focused on.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. these people
0: feel like characters in a movie, but they're real.
1: Exactly, yeah. Oh. It's so crazy that this that these people are real. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's so great. Like, like I, I loved all of Mark them. Mark
1: Borchardt and
0: Mike Shank. Mike is so great. But, uh, I, yes. He, he was, like he was like really charming and funny, but like some moments made me sad with him. Even like the part where he's like talking about, uh, like his experience where he like went to the hospital because of like drugs or whatever but he's just yeah. like yeah, I, <laughs> I went, uh, <laughs> yeah he's just smiling yeah, about it I went to like a party and I, I did a lot of <laughs> drugs you know and <laughs> and uh, and then they let me out of the hospital but I did more drugs after that <laughs> I got I have lots of crazy stories like that I could keep you up with that night with you know
1: he's so great and
0: he's just like a sweet man but he has like this big rocker hair metal mullet and mustache and he looks <laughs> (laughs) Like he's always he's like the most gentle like person, right? And then there's this scene where he's doing like the voiceover and he screams. I love that. He screams the most violent (laughs) scream I've ever heard, and then he just stops and he smiles with (laughs) his like big pudgy (laughs) cheeks, and he just giggles. (laughs) He's great. And he did. uh, uh, They used like his guitar playing for the score of the movie. Yeah, he did the music, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So he's clearly a talented musician. Which
1: actually, I didn't even because they don't say it and then I remember watching it and being like wait a minute is this Mike playing this the whole yeah, time yeah. and I looked it up I was like, halfway oh, yeah. through I, I connected the, the dots he's the composer for
0: this film which is super cool I connected that dot about halfway through because yeah. there was like a part with his voice in it but um, he was so good like especially the part where they're getting sound from like beating a car up and He's like, Hmm. it's like cathartic, you know, Mike. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, do you know what cathartic means? No, I don't. (laughs) And and then he's like, it's like, you know, like a release or whatever he says. And he's like, yeah, that was cathartic, man. (laughs) You know. Okay, so. I guess we should talk about what it's actually about
1: now. For those of you, because this isn't like a really well-known movie. It's well-known to a lot of like. Film enthusiasts,
0: this is um, the disaster artist, but good,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's pretty what much. I was thinking, yeah. Like, I mean, this is I mean, it's real, also, it's not acted, yeah. I mean, the disaster
0: um, artist is technically real, but the movie is with actors, like yeah. if we're talking about the book at least, right? Um, but if the disaster artist movie were a documentary, yeah. this would be a better version of it, pretty much. Um,
1: so I heard about this movie mostly because of Sardonicast.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember when they talked about it.
1: Yeah. and I have a lot of friends that
0: love this, too.
1: Yeah. And usually movies that they talk about that I haven't seen, like I put on my watch list, and that's why it was picked for this podcast, because that's what was next up, because I like to go through my watch list. Yeah. Um, And uh, I had heard a lot of good things about it, and so I was really excited about it. Um, and what it's about, it's a, it's a true, the true story. It's a, it's basically kind of like a fly on the wall documentary about this guy, Bo- uh, Mark Borchart. and he lives in America. America and he's a, he's an aspiring filmmaker and he's a very interesting, colorful, unique dude and he's very passionate about filming and he really wants to make like his mag his magnum opus you know but he has trouble like getting things finished like seeing things through like he keeps switching what he's doing um like he lives in this small town town in america and he has all of his friends and all these people in the town that are like you know they're supporting him they're like oh yeah mark's a great guy you know and he's a filmmaker so we're really excited uh uh, for him you know and but he keeps switching back between like the movies that he's working on because he gets into like financial trouble and such so he's like oh i gotta do this movie then because all this is going on and so i gotta put this on the shelf for now and uh
0: yeah Yeah it's like genuinely I'm like stressed out for him Kinda I'm <laughs> like geez, Like he clearly like Really cares about what he's doing But you're like man Like doing this is expensive Like Yeah How does anyone Make this happen And the The interesting thing Like the comparison To the disaster artist The, the only flaw with that Is The stuff he makes Doesn't look bad It's like, not terrible like, It's like There's Like he clearly knows What I think he has an eye like visually i think he knows like what like there were some shots like when they were showing his movie at that festival near the end and there's like a sh- some shots of the road and stuff i'm like he clearly knows like how to make a shot look yeah, good
1: yeah yeah cuz he talks about all the time like his his influences and yeah, such like but he Stanley has a like, very Kubrick aggressive directing
0: such. style and yeah even he like when he is acting in his stuff, like he's freaking out, but it's not like embarrassing. Like, right. I actually feel like
1: he—he's like the better actor, kind of. Yeah. Compared he's to almost, all the other people.
0: Exactly. I think he—he he knows what he's doing, and yeah. But it's like he's over ambitious. Is like the thing. It, oh it's yeah. It's like if Tommy was so, where it's like the opposite of Tommy was so where Tommy was like horrible but had a ton of money. And this yeah. guy's, like, clearly pretty talented, but has, like, no, no money and, like, the cheapest gear possible. Yeah. His old cruddy black and white cameras, you know? Yeah. Not that he's, like, a secret genius or anything, but, right. like, he, I've even, like, heard people say, like, I know some people that went back and watched Coven when they watched this, and they're like, it was, like, pretty decent, actually. Hmm. Like
1: I've heard people say that they watched it, and they're like, yeah the best parts Were shown in the documentary I'm
0: sure yeah Like I know I'm sure it's nothing amazing But it's like clearly like If he kept doing stuff And had money He would probably be Pretty capable Of making something decent Like Yeah And I also love the way He talks about movies Like When um, Yeah it was a question where he's like, "What movies did you like love growing up, or that inspired you?" And he mentions like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like these horror mm. movies and stuff. And they're like, "What do you like about him?" And you think he's gonna be like, "Oh, I like the," I mean, he does mention like the effects and gore, but you think right. that's all he's gonna talk about. But he's like, "Oh, I just love like how they really embrace their setting and like you know their their app like the way he talks about it yeah. is so." Cause you expect him to be like, especially like the way his brother talks about him. was like, yeah, he's like weird freaky. And they're showing clips of him as a younger kid making short films. And it's all this like violent stuff. And you expect yeah. him to be just like a weirdo and just a meathead. It's like all oh, the blood and like gore. <laughs> but like the way he talked about like the movie, like the horror movies he liked, wasn't just oh blood's cool. Like the way he described it's, it's like them. I was like, he clearly
1: atmosphere and everything. Yeah.
0: I was like, he clearly like understands what makes a good movie. Yeah. You know, not just a I mean, he could sit stuff. down in
1: this podcast and, like, we'd get along fine. Yeah. And we'd probably talk about, like, a lot of the same things. There was
0: one thing. I think one of my friends mentions it in the review, and I'm going to steal it real quick. Um, yeah, like, this is um, one of my friend's reviews. Uh, he said... Uh, I love when Mark discusses the settings of his films, like the seasonal decline of the cars resting against the Midwestern landscape, as if he believes the humanity of his town in the humanity of his town, just as much as his dream. Like he, he finds Mm. like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like these other, I can't remember which other ones he mentions, but they're like these really brutal, gory horror movies. Right. Yeah. And they take place in gross settings. And it's almost like yeah, he lives in kind of a gross, scummy town too. But he like finds beauty in it almost like the way yeah. he describes like the settings of those movies. He almost like sees it in his place, and I, I find that super respect respectable. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, like you can make you can make art out of garbage if you mm. try hard enough. You know, like I, yeah. I like, like he clearly has some issues. Like you kind of see stuff with you know, like his child support stuff and he's very aggressive and overbearing as a director.
1: He's not not like the greatest. Yeah. It's not like he's an angel. Sometimes he's like an actual, actual jerk,
0: you know, but not to the extent of like Tommy where Tommy did some like super horribly problematic things like on his set. He's just like way too passionate to a fault Right. where he, it lets it get in the way of his relationship sometimes, but Mike clearly still, sees him as like a good friend you know like (laughs) when he's talking about meeting mike he's like yeah you know i would be at a party you know and i would be sad because you know i'd just be like in the corner you know and then mark came up and he drank vodka with me you know and that made me happy (laughs) and then i had someone to drink vodka with and that made me happy (laughs) honestly
1: like no one deserves a friend like mike mike
5: dude what's up man i have seen you for a while your smiling face? Yeah, what the I'm hell happy, you got to say for yourself happy man? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving yeah. man, what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, nothing really. What do you got in that bag? Soda. Soda? Yeah. Well you're lucky we got all ends of um, taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> you look happier in the hell, Jack. Yeah, so do you. <laughs> well I ought to be, man. <laughs> what do you know that we don't? Well, I won fifty dollars on a lottery ticket today, but I don't want them guys to know because otherwise they'll want to borrow money from me. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love it because
0: it's just Mark, uh, like on the sets of his movies. Like, all right, you gotta go do this and that, and Mike's just like, yeah.
5: Okay, okay. okay
0: you know and he's, just smiling and he's like <laughs> he make sure you're tired ha- of it make sure he's like mike make sure everyone has brown gloves and he's like does everyone have brown gloves <laughs> <laughs> <He's> <laughs> and, he did, really and, and mark just laughs you know it's like okay well he it's like he clearly like you know they have a genuine friendship you know? yeah
1: and he he puts up with uh mark's antics more than most people yeah and that's the kind of friend that mark definitely needs yeah you know and it doesn't it doesn't feel like that mark is really taking taking advantage of him right like mike just kind of like goes along with the flow and doesn't really have a problem with it. so it it works out like i I don't i don't
0: feel any like maliciousness from mark i just i just see someone way too passionate and and it he uses his passion for movies and kind of an irresponsible way, gets himself in debt and just, like, you yeah. know, like, you know, and he has getting money from getting... his uncle and stuff. Yeah,
1: that's the relationship that's really bumpy, you know. Yeah, that, it,
0: that one was, like, a little, like, oh, okay, it's pretty exploitative, clearly. Oh, oh yeah, because he's, um,
1: you know, like, his uncle is really old. Yeah. And somehow mark just ends up like really pushing him a lot of the times just to get his films funded yeah and like the whole time his uncle's just like oh i don't even know why i'm doing this this is he clearly idea. does not he like <laughs>
0: yeah. makes it very clear to mark like yeah this is what are you doing is stupid you know and when he <laughs> yeah. when he's trying to get uh his uncle to record a line for the movie and stuff and he's <laughs> just like does not even try <laughs> it's what was the line again it was i should uh, remember because he said it yeah a billion times but he keeps like messing it up it's It's like,
1: don't worry. Don't worry.
0: Don't give up. Jesus told me, like, you'll be okay. Oh, yeah, Jesus
1: told me it's going to be okay. Yeah. And
0: every time he'd be like, Jesus,
1: all the stuff.
0: Yeah. He's like, didn't care. And after 30 (laughs) takes, he was like, I'm
1: done. It's like, okay, I think we can splice that up into something.
0: But then I guess to Mark's credit, like, when he premieres his movie, there's, like, a huge line. I was like, dang. I was like, like. Got a lot of people to go to it at least, like that was pretty surprising. But you never yeah. figure out like because there's this plot point where he's like, I need to sell three thousand copies of the movie to make the money back, and you don't really know if he made that back. You don't. It never really. I don't know if it yeah. states if he how much he sold of that movie. I'm sure,
1: by now he has. Because After like, this
0: documentary, I'm sure he sold. Yeah, you know, like the amount. But I, I was like heartbroken. I was like, it, I looked up uh, Mark on. Letterbox to, and I saw like Coven and some of his other short films, and I didn't see yeah. Northwestern. Yeah, and I he was, still hasn't finished it. I yet. was sad. I was like, oh man.
1: Yeah. And there hasn't really been any update. Like, Is like, he doing anything still, still? I don't even know. I think it's like still like in
0: progress, but it's like just hasn't seen the light of day. He has like. Because his uncle died like a year later and right. left him like $50,000 specifically for his movie. So I almost found that kind of bittersweet where clearly the uncle didn't believe in him or care, but when he died, he still like left him money for his movie. Yeah. And I was like, that's, there's like a sweetness to it where it's like, maybe his uncle kind of had a soft
1: kind spot. of,
0: you know, had a soft spot for him despite not really believing in him, but he yeah. was still like, whatever, here's $50,000 after I'm dead. You maybe
1: know? it was after the, the movie premiere. Yeah. Maybe that somehow like changed him his something. mind. I don't know. It's like, oh, that's yeah, why I like I to imagine a lot of people showed up. Yeah. yeah, He did He has directed He came out with something in 2017 Called the Dundee lot. Project This oh, is something that yeah. he actually directed But as uh, cult filmmaker Mark Borchardt Has seen an American movie Takes a trip to the UFO Days Festival In Dundee, Wisconsin Eccentric personalities abound As Mark poetically ruminates On why the compulsion to seek out Little green men seems to converge In his home state
0: Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> and that was 2017. It's like a short short film though. It's like 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Here's a. Th- I mean, yeah.
0: He's acted in like a lot of stuff though.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he's like a celebrity and people. Yeah, he's
0: definitely got like that cult status where just like random indie filmmakers will be like, be in my movie. Yeah.
1: Mike's been in other things too. He oh, showed up yeah. in random things too. So
0: nice. Um. He's been in a lot of the same stuff as Mark, actually.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Wow, he looks so old now.
1: I know, right? It's I wonder. Crazy,
0: cause uh, yeah, I guess cause that was in what like late '90s that documentary. Yeah. So I'm, like I've got their updated pictures, and I'm like, whoa.
1: Yeah, I hope he hasn't changed one same. bit.
0: <laughs> Mark still got the glasses and mullet. Yeah, I respect it.
1: In the goatee, you know. But yeah, he, anyways. He was in
0: a James Wong a movie. The <laughs> one that's funny. Cabin Fever 2.
1: James Wong must be a fan. Yeah. Cuz they're both horror fans. Oh so. no,
0: not sorry, not James Wan, Wong, W O N G. Oh, okay. Sorry. He did, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not as popular, but he just did like the Final Destination movies.
1: Oh, okay. But they're kind of similar actually. James Wong yeah. yeah. and James Wong and like those one like had the Saw horror. franchise, the other had final James destination. James Wan is way better, yeah. but
0: but yeah, it was just a very engaging documentary, incredibly entertaining. Um, yeah, it's it, it's hard to believe they're not fictional characters. They're just so charismatic and interesting, and yeah. such strong personalities. Like Mark it's and like Mike they came are like out polar of the
1: op- Brothers film. <laughs> yeah, Mark
0: and Mike are polar opposites, but they're such a good duo. Yeah, and it's hard to believe that they're real. Um,
1: yeah a lot of the characters honestly like the uncle all the actors that he has on the show Uh, I love the guy that's more like classically trained obviously yeah (laughs) he like doesn't fit in
0: at all the (laughs) guy who was like he was banging his head through the cabinet. Oh my god. Was that him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I was thinking about the one that they got in an argument about whether it's pronounced Coven or Coven. Oh right. It's like it's Coven. There was like <laughs> yeah, there was that
0: other guy the the scene where they're filming an action scene in the kitchen and he's mm-hmm. supposed to smash his head through a cabinet but yeah. they didn't like they Sawed the wood in the back, so it would break easily. But they didn't do it enough, so they're just like banging this dude's head on <laughs> yeah. this cabinet. And he's like, "Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for doing that." And then they like make it, th- and then they cut it more so it will break easier, and <laughs> they do it again. He's like, "I guess." But the guy could've... was just laughing about it. I was like, "Well, at least yeah. he's not like just angry, you know? He's so like, let him oh, bang whatever. his head
1: in the cabinet." Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but no, uh, there there's the guy who like played the lead in Coven. I think uh he. He was just like, I don't know. He's like a Orson Wells. Oh yeah, kind apparently of it's COVID. Wannabe. Oh Cause,
0: yeah, yeah. Because again, the debate like who, it's Coven. You... That's because how... I remember. I remember Coven because I thought they were saying COVID, and I was really confused. <laughs> it's like how you didn't have your subtitles on. No. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, I do, so I can understand their. I had subtitles accents. for a simple plan,
0: but I couldn't. <laughs> the version I found for this didn't have subtitles. So. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
1: uh, Coven. I love their. They they have such strong Canadian accents.
0: Yeah, they do. It wait, Mark it, seems like a pretty. Uh, I'm. I mean, obviously, there's some aggressiveness with like whatever his marital situation was, but yeah, he seems like he loves his kids. It
1: is Canada, right? Or am I getting that totally me- messed up? I don't know. Oh gosh, because it is American movie, but. I thought that was just supposed to be ironic. Maybe it is. I don't. Uh Is it? No, it's Wisconsin.
0: Oh yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah. That makes more sense.
1: I'm sorry, everyone. Isn't
0: Fargo also like Milwaukee or something or is that Canada?
1: Yeah. Was a simple plan in Canada? Why was I thinking that one of those mo- one of these movies? I've been think said I've, I was in I was thinking the
0: same thing earlier too. I was like is one of these in Canada? I don't think they are. It's similar. (laughs) Well, anyways, I mean they have in this episode. Every time we say Canada, just uh, splice me saying America (laughs) over it. It'll just yeah, it'll just be uh, and don't explain it. And then when they get to this part, they'll understand.
1: Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me work. (laughs) Yeah, and it's gonna be. It'll even be when I'm talking. Yeah, it's like yeah, this movie was set in America.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Also, um as far as speaking of just like how distinct these people are as like humans, like even his mom is like Swedish or something, yeah, so rant, and then I love the scene where they're in the kitchen, also it's like hilariously nineties where there's the part where they're at Uncle Bill's or whatever, and uh, he's like, get this guy a soda. He's like, yeah, it's this new Coca Cola soda. It's called Surge. And I oh, was like, yes. oh, I man. That too. And they're watching like football on an old CRTV in a tiny kitchen. Yeah. Cause Slice I kind of forgot. Life, man. Like, it, I kept kind of forgetting like it was the 90s, but there were moments where I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I love the part where, uh, he's in the kitchen and Mark kind of starts like swearing up a storm cause he was a little drunk and he just, his dad just pokes his head in and he's like, Hey, none of that conversation. And then just leaves cause he heard him swearing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, none of that or
1: none of that the, in my No house. conversation,
0: like whatever he said, but, and then he's just like head pokes in and he's like, don't cuss. And then leaves.
1: It's like an office moment. It was such
0: a dad thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh. Such an interesting family dynamic yeah. that they have. And, like, the brothers, they're, like, barely in it except for being interviewed. Yeah. You know? It's
0: the most, like, Midwest thing I've ever seen in my life, that it's whole movie. It's very Midwest. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, it's it's kind of relatable, too, because I kind of... There were times where I was, like, kind of seeing myself yeah. in Mark because, you know, I am also creative. Mm-hmm. I have creative endeavors and I hope to, like, kind of make something of them in my life. Yeah. Not a not a filmmaker like him, even though it would be really cool. If someone gave me money and everything, I would make a movie for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, like, I watch it and I'm just like, oh, man. It's, like, kind of anxiety-inducing. Because right. it's like, would th- is that going to be me? Where I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Because like, he's, like,
0: 30 co- when this yeah, was filmed. It's like, I
1: commit to these big projects and, like, nothing comes of them. Or I, like, right. I don't finish them. I don't come, come around to finish them. You just need to get them. someone to
0: make a documentary about you in like three years. Dude,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hit me up, everyone. Make a documentary about me. I'll be Mike. I'll sure be the Mike. Yeah, you'll be my Mike. Yeah. yeah.
0: it's. <laughs> you just gotta be really weird. You gotta get really weird, though, so people are like, what an entertaining fellow. <laughs> what,
1: a, what an entertaining fellow. I love him. They make a documentary
0: <laughs> about you, but I'm the one who ends up becoming famous from it. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what happened with Mike. I feel like that I feel quirky like
0: guy from that a uh, Clifford Close story. I feel like people
1: love Mike more than they love Mark. Mike was Mark like,
0: I I like Mike more, like as a person. But the the core emotion of the movie comes from Mark. For yeah, me.
1: absolutely. Yeah, he's much more of an interesting character. Yeah, you know, Mike is very like one note. You know, he's smiling. If it were a fictional movie, he
0: is just like the supporting character. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and for Mark sure. And Mark is the protagonist.
1: Yeah. It's so... Yeah, it's such an interesting and unique movie. And, like, it's it's my favorite kind of documentary filmmaking, where yeah. it's just... It's just, you know, setting up a camera and filming everything.
0: Yeah, it's like the people, the subject of the documentary makes the documentary, essentially. Yeah. It's don't like... don't need any
1: voiceovers or anything. It's like, this is what's happening It's right almost now. like
0: luck, because if... Mark and Mike would have been, like, boring people. It would have sucked. Like, no one would care about this, but (laughs) they just happened to be such attention-grabbing people. Like, so charismatic and interesting. Like... They got really... Li- I, w- I wonder how they got in contact or came up with the idea to make a documentary about yeah, him. Yeah, it makes
1: me... Like, like if they I lived wonder, in the same
0: town and just saw that he was always making movies and were like, maybe he would be interesting to see, like, what he's up to I or whatever. Think,
1: I think the director, like, met him at a festival or something. Okay. But it just makes me wonder, like, what what was it that made... Was it Chris Smith, the director? Yeah. What made him think, like, in the middle of, like, talking to this guy... I do to make a documentary. That yeah, <laughs> like I want
0: to know what what sparked that idea. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting.
1: It's there's it's, even just
0: random things like we go pick our friend up from jail real quick, you know, and <laughs> it's so bizarre and <laughs> it feels like a mockumentary. You know, yeah, like it doesn't. It is real. Like oh, it yeah, is sure. absolutely real, but it doesn't feel real. It it just feels like a movie. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, it doesn't really even have like the typical like formula of a documentary like it kind of has talking heads moments but it's not mm. like you cut to people being like well Marcus." i mean you have that with like his family and stuff but yeah. the way it's done it doesn't feel typical to me like
1: right it was the, probably more like it's because hey, let's it's, sit down and chat like tell me about mark you cause know the
0: the typical thing would be you get a bunch of people and you really fluff up everything and people going like oh mark is so misunderstood like I, I think his movies are great and I just think he's really smart, but no one... Get, but no, it's like, everyone's, like, talking total crap on him. Yeah. In the talking heads bits. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Or his, like, family... Like, his brother is even like, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was going to grow up to be, like, a serial killer. And <laughs> another yeah. guy's just like, yeah, I think he's just kind of, like, wasting his time. Like, I don't know. Like, it, no yeah. one's really, like everyone's brutally honest. Right. In those, like, His parents are
1: like, yeah, he means well, but yeah. this and that, you know, it's,
0: it makes you kind of sympathize with everything more. Cause if it was mm-hmm. just people being like, like the beginning of a disaster artist where it was like, wow, Toby was, is oh, was such a genius. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, like everyone made fun of him and hated him. Don't act like he was always like loved now, <laughs> you know? And this is like, it's very honest. And mm-hmm. just because people were being filmed, they're not going to like, soften the blow of their opinion because they probably didn't even know this movie would be that popular. It was probably just some guy and they were like, oh, it's just another guy like Mark just making some documentary, whatever. Yeah. And so they were very real and open and I wonder now that the movie's so popular if maybe his brother regrets what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It like, like, Look at me now. Yeah. I'm the
1: most popular member of this family. It's so
0: interesting. It feels like a movie that shouldn't have gotten that popular. It feels very personal and just like... yeah. Like, whatever. It's, like, a little local project, but... Yeah,
1: and it's almost like there's a selfish part of me that's, like... That doesn't want Northwestern to be made. It's yeah. more like, yeah, American movie is just its own thing. Yeah. You know, that's all it needs to be.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, it's you know. it's kind of like people... In, in another way, it's almost the exact opposite. Like, how I said it, it's the opposite of the Tommy Wiseau stuff, where it's, like, Tommy was, like, just... Absolutely, had no idea what he was doing. Like, was terrible at everything, acting. Like, he, he did not know how to make a movie in any way, even on a surface level. Yeah. But he had like millions of dollars, and how he and w- how Mark is broke, which ironically his name's Mark. Haha, ha, hi Mark. Uh, um, but he was broke, but had some kind of actual passion for film and kind of knew, like, like he didn't want to make a movie for a selfish reason. He just loves movies. And it's right. like the total opposite, and in another way. This is the opposite because everyone watched The Disaster Artist because everyone watched The Room. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like, like everyone watched The Room and then The Disaster Artist came out and everyone watched it because we all made fun of The Room. And this, right. it's like, no one's watched Mark's movies, but we've all <laughs> seen the documentary about his movies. Yeah. You know, it, it's... It's it's a weird mirror of yeah. everything about Tommy Wiseau, in a way. Yeah, it's not even like Neil Breen, which, yeah. you know, we've seen and all Tommy of Wizzau's his Tommy Wiseau is now a big famous meme and is in movies for jokes and stuff, and Mark is, like, kind of fallen to obscurity again, yeah. in a way it's it's And I feel like Mark probably deserves the fame way more.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the trouble about, like, bad movie directors is that, like, when they get more famous, they start to become a bit more self-aware. Yeah, that, you know, that's why I and it almost, ruins the magic. You that's know?
0: why I wish Mark would have gotten popular because I think he probably could have been capable of making something pretty decent if mm. he had the budget for it. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that. Okay, that's so the, I guess, that's the weird part about it, right? I
1: guess the re, the way that Mark is different from Tommy was so is that like Mark.
0: Mark had expensive cameras and expensive sets. Yeah, and it's not you know? like he
1: made the worst movie in the world. Like, right. you don't watch Coven and be like ha 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 this is so Coven bad is, you co- know? yeah
0: coven's like a guy had a camera and filmed in his house with some friends and yeah. had like a cruddy old black and white camera and got, got them got, in like costumes yeah and, but he took it <laughs> so seriously it's basically just a student film you know yeah
1: so it's hard to make fun of even really. on that end
0: it's the opposite where tommy had like million dollars like he spent millions of dollars on cameras yeah. and the movie looks terrible and yeah. then mark had this like crappy black and white camera and he kind of knew how to make a shot look decent. Like there's like, especially like there's like, he knows how to compose people in a frame. Like he kind of understands visual language. I felt like, and, um, and for a cruddy, like, Oh, I'm in my, my mom is filming this and we're just, it's just us two in my kitchen. (laughs) I have to film this part real quick. Like he, he clearly like if he had a budget, I think he probably could make a pretty good movie. And if he had the actors for it, um, even yeah, he himself seems like he probably could be a pretty good actor. Um, it, it's interesting because it's like, yeah, it's if I watch Coven, I'd probably be like it's fine. It was like a student film, right? But knowing that the insane limitations he had, people not showing up, all that stuff, it's kind of crazy, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's so interesting. He's
0: a, I think he was probably a hidden potential that never really got you know unleashed unfortunately like he probably could have done something cool with a lot of money yeah i mean I was, that's the thing is that he has maybe he maybe he, he just money. gave up or something i want i want an update documentary <laughs> yeah. now i need like american movie 2 to come out <laughs> I, I, want, I want to know what they're doing right now you know
1: yeah. i mean chris smith is still making documentaries so why not make the sequel right you no know? i mean it probably it wouldn't be as good because like probably not He's, I mean, I don't know what it's he's like up it is. It's like I could, it,
0: at the least, I want to just do some internet research to see what he's doing. Like, if he's still working on Northwestern Someone, or if, he, like or if makes, he just gave up and is just like yeah. being lazy now. Maybe make some
1: know. sort of like short YouTube video. Yeah. Um, just like showing what his life is like now and what he's up to. And yeah. What he's it, doing. It doesn't have to be a long it's thing. It's one of those
0: rare things where it's funny because it's like watching a movie with a. A sequel bait ending and you're like i want the sequel now and, yeah. but it's a documentary about real people like you don't yeah. just get documentary sequels you know
4: like yeah. they just go
0: on and live their lives you know you don't necessarily have to have an update on that but right because you can just google it but i don't know it's so fascinating to me it is so it's just a very weird person because it's like yeah he clearly has issues and is a jerk and probably i don't know him personally, obviously, but I got this sense of like not maliciousness, but just irresponsibility, right? You know, and Mike obviously had issues too, and stuff. Just people who were in really bad circumstances trying to make the best out of something with what little they have, yeah. And it's kind of admirable and a little sad, you know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it,
1: it's his irresponsibility that has most likely hindered him. Yeah, and hindered him from finishing Northwestern or any other movie that he wanted to do. Yeah,
0: exactly. But you know, wonder if Mike has like music on Spotify or something. I don't know. I doubt
1: it. But um,
0: Mike. Overall,
1: I'm just glad that this was caught on film. Yeah, such a special thing.
0: It's (laughs) such a weird little uh window into this very specific life in the 90s yeah. like
1: late 90s too
0: yeah it, like you could just tell people this is like a mockumentary or just make a movie with yeah. this exact same thing and it would be like that was a good funny movie you know
1: <laughs> and then you tell them like no it's all real like but no yeah. it wasn't <laughs> Trust this, it is real, guys. It's a real movie. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I, loved it so much.
0: I did too. I gave it a 9 out of 10.
1: I did as well. Nice. 9 out of 10. Um, It's two bangers back to back. Yeah, this ended up being really good, like, for a blind, for blind picks. Yeah. Like, it really worked out.
5: It's it's the first line of the film, man. It's got to be on the money here. Roll down the window, Bill. it's all right uh, okay cut all right man it's got to give it some passion too man and you gotta it's all right it's okay there's something to live for jesus told me so it's all right Um uh, there's something to live for
2: jesus told me so
5: okay great bill but we gotta we have to have fluidity in there. It's alright, it's okay. Uh, okay, uh, okay, cut. You gotta bring no, passion to it. A message. It's a message. This it's, is
2: the for the, sh- the for the birds. <laughs> this is for the birds.
5: Okay, uh, I believe we can do this. I believe this can be done, Bill. Hey man, Mike, why don't you keep you track of what takes of these here. are, man? Is this taking take yeah, seven? seven. Okay, let's do take seven, man. It's all right. It's okay. Um, Cut. Okay. You have to believe in what you're saying, Bill.
2: You do. Well, it, I don't. I don't believe nothing what you're doing.
5: All
0: right. Should we it's do? So we, should we do it again? Um, or do we have an idea for next episode?
1: I have an idea. Okay. Uh, but we can talk about that after. I think you have a recommendation. Yes.
0: Um, so it's my turn to make a recommendation. Um, I'm just going to recommend another movie I watched. Uh, I watched this last month, April 13th. It was just a random thing. Some friends were like, hey, we should watch this. And I watched it with like, a couple other people. It's uh, Bob Fossey. Fosse? Fossey? I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, he directed like cabaret, all that jazz star 80. Um, Mm. and we watched all that jazz. It's from 1979. It has like Roy Scheider, Jessica Lange. Uh, it's not like a bunch of huge names that everyone would know, but I watched it. It's about two hours long and it's one of the quickest five stars I've ever given a movie. Yeah. I absolutely adored it. Um, I wasn't sure like what kind of movie it was gonna be in the first like quarter of it. I was like okay, it's like about a guy putting on a play. Uh, basically it's yeah, it's Joe Gideon he, I'll just read the plot. He's at the top of the heap one of the most successful directors and choreographers in musical theater but you can feel his world slowly collapsing around him. His obsession with work has almost destroyed his personal life and only his bottles of pills keep him going. So it's like distraught, sad musical theater director. I was like, okay, it's like, there's a lot of movies about that. Right. Mm. But the, the directions it goes, the, the film language of it, the actual musical theater scenes, the choreography, the lighting, the way the movie looks, the way it's acted, one of the craziest performances ever. And I'm not even joking. I, I, it's up there for one of my favorite third acts of any movie I've ever seen. Wow. It's one of the craziest third acts hmm. of all time. And it's like devastating, but hmm. it's let's just say I've never felt so much joy and dread at the exact same time. <laughs> like it goes direction. I did not know the movie was going to turn into what it is. Hmm. And it's one of th- probably like, I'm, I'm not going to say like top 10 of all time or anything, but it's like, I could call it like a favorite movie at this point. Wow, uh, I feel like I forgot to mention it to you when I watched it. No, I remember like a, you
1: talking yeah. about it, and I saw you review it on Letterboxd.
0: But it's fantastic, um, and I recommend that. Yeah. So I've
1: uh, I've always well not always I've known about that movie for a while. Like yeah, I've always, always heard of it, right? Yeah.
0: All that jazz. Just, that was like a musical. Like, yeah. Whatever. You know? I wasn't
1: sure what it was because like I would always see it in the Criterion Collection. And like the the cover doesn't say much, you yeah. know. Slurry just all that jazz. Like it has oh, some of the most creative
0: sound editing of any movie I've seen too. There's yeah. like one scene in particular where I'm like, this is so simple, but it's one of the most effective things I've ever seen sound editing be used for for wow. like a scene. Like it's just it's great. It's such a good movie. I love nice. It.
1: I have it in my watch list, so I definitely want to check it out someday. Heck
0: yeah, Roy Scheider is. I love Ron
1: Schneider. <laughs>
0: he's, uh, he's the lead actor in Jaws, too.
1: I haven't seen he's Jaws, actually. He's also in actually. Naked
0: Lunch. I've,
1: I want to see Naked Lunch, too. That's one I've heard of.
0: Yeah, he's in, like, Mishima, which is a Paul Schrader movie, which is the guy who did, like, First Reformed and stuff. But, yeah, he's,
1: oh, he's yeah. a great actor. He wrote Taxi Driver.
2: Candy Casey, very good. You're going to do it again, Victoria. Stop smiling. It's not the high school play.
4: Count. Oh, five, six, seven,
5: eight. One, All that four. work. Stand on your right foot. Point your left toe. Drop that shoulder. All that oh, pain. That's
2: not too hard, is it? Oh, boy, do I hate show business. All that A glitter. A jokes is what I mean. No,
3: you love show
2: business. That's right, I love
3: show business. All that love.
2: I'll go either way. It's showtime, folks. All that jazz. All that jazz.
0: To figure out what we're doing next episode i have
1: a suggestion okay and i'm going to pitch it to you and you just let me know if you are down for this okay so we haven't done a tv show episode since we talked about last airbender actually yeah i think it's I think about I know time going with this yeah would you be okay because i know you haven't seen this with watching a four season show And then talking about it. Perhaps. Okay. It takes
0: a lot of time for me to watch a show, but I will do my best. The thing
1: is that there's a chance that you will, like, become addicted to the show. Yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, I can't say that I know what show it's
0: going to be. Ozark. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: it's finished. It's had its final season, and everyone is talking about it. And so... um, And I would love to talk about it, because it's one of my all-time favorite shows as well. Nice. So... What, what do you say?
0: Yeah, I'll do it. Cool. I need to watch it. I've been wanting to.
1: Awesome. We're going to talk about the Netflix original show, Ozark, starring Jason Bateman and all the other people.
0: <laughs> Netflix's last chance. Pretty much. It's like the only show that like people go- care about,
1: right? It's like going downhill and now it's over. Yeah. And then I saw like... In my news feed, that like Netflix is considering like doing a spinoff show. Oh, but there's nothing like nothing uh concrete or anything. But
0: they also canceled every like animation project possible,
1: pretty much. See if they cancel Chronicles of Narnia, yeah, probably won't. But but yeah, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. Cool, I'm excited because I'm I'll
0: try not to take too long. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's fine. You know, take your time, but I mean we've been on a pretty good track record of like releasing an episode a month. Yeah. You know. I could probably
0: do that in a month, maybe. And, like
1: I'm sorry we can't do it sooner, but we're not full-time podcasters. Yeah. You know, so right. we got lives and
0: yeah. So what we do. This is how we go back, 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 back. This is what we do. We run track, track, track. <laughs>
1: And then obviously, uh, once it's over, we're going to talk about Better Call Saul. I'm yeah, sure.
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe we could do like a. I mean, I kind of want to stop rubbing your beard on the mic. I uh, can't okay, help it. <laughs> it's ASMR. Um, maybe I. I would probably want to rewatch Breaking Bad, but when we talk about Better Call Saul, maybe we could follow that up with like a Breaking Bad thing or something. Yeah, because yeah. wa- I I want to rewatch it like when I'm. When we're done with Better Call Saul,
1: I'm rewatching it now very slowly with Lisa. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe I'll
0: try. Maybe I'll try to get Abby to watch it finally. Dude, yeah, should do that. We'll be we'll both be showing it
1: to our girlfriends. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah,
0: she's not into it. I'm not gonna make her. But yeah. we'll see. Because I really want to watch it again.
1: I mean, it is great. Yeah. Um season two uh the first episode of season two I forgot how good it was. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. One of my one of my other friends is finally watching it for the first time and he's like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. He like literally you guys weren't lying. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's
0: like I thought it was overrated for like years because everyone wouldn't shut up about it. And then I watched it and now I won't shut up no, about it.
1: It's literally my favorite show of all time. It's it's and, probably my second. And right now Better Call Saul is number two for me. Better
0: Call Saul will probably be, like, right behind it because yeah. it's, like, just as good. It's yeah. Like, uh, what and are it, my favorite shows? Like, Last Airbender, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. I think I can call Better Call Saul one of my favorites at this point because it's almost over.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a chance that Ozark, Ozark, I think, is somewhere in my top five. It might be number three. I might make right. Seinfeld
0: number four. Okay. <laughs> Seinfeld is so good. You can't do that. It's the show about nothing. It oh, doesn't it's count. It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> it holds up so well. Um yeah. Uh, I don't really. I guess I don't watch like a ton of plot-heavy shows. There was a point where I would have called Game of Thrones one of my favorites, but like, no, not anymore.
1: Not not with the of last two not. seasons. I uh, mean, th- I mean, granted, it's a great show up until the last two seasons. Yeah, it still holds up.
0: Maybe like, it's I don't kinda know. Kind of ruined. Just off nostalgia, I could probably call like the Teen Titans show, like mm. the original one, and yeah. like maybe Batman the animated series, but. I don't know, I don't really watch like anime could either. put faulty
1: towers up there with John Cleese, yeah, <laughs> but
0: anyways, yeah, thinking of my favorite shows is weirdly hard. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of t v apparently should we do should I don't watch someday, a lot of plot heavy t v should
1: we someday do our top favorite t v shows episode?
0: yeah, actually, that'd be fun. that'd be okay. a fun challenge, yeah, all right. Cool. Even though I just listed off my top three right now.
1: We just gave out like three Everyone knows episodes La- La- that we're gonna do. <laughs> Last
0: Airbender is to TV as Lord of the Rings is to movies for me. Yeah. Like it'll never be topped probably. So
1: I love it. It might be number breaking five ba- and for then breaking me.
0: bad is my is Breaking Bad is to TV as Blade Runner is to movies. <laughs> That's my number two that'll never be topped. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Cool. Anyways,
1: Ozark. <laughs> Ozark. Uh, if you want to be a part of our conversation Watch all four seasons right now Yeah, hurry Do it, and we're going to talk about it I especially want to talk about it Because the the final season of, No spoilers, of course, but it's been a bit controversial Oh, okay So I'm interested to know your thoughts on oh, it so interesting, okay We'll see Anyways um, Oh, goodbye uh, No, wait Oh, sorry A couple of things I wanted to shout out some people already know in the uh, Podwood Forecast community Facebook group, but um, Mitchell appeared on a video of mine in uh, on my YouTube channel. For those of you who don't know, uh, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash I'm Clifford today. Um, and me and Mitchell did a video together where we talked about three Christian movies. The video is called The Goodest of the Bad. Yeah. And we literally tried to pick... Which movie is the goodest of the bad? Yeah, we talk there. Well, I'll just give you the names: Extreme Days, To Save a Life, Blue Like Jazz. And if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll you'll like the the Basically video. Basically, does
0: that with visuals. Yeah, and you editing. can
1: you can see us. Yeah, funny editing, funny gags. Edit. Yeah, so uh, check that out. Uh, I also just wanted to drop this out here. Um, I'm now on Twitch right now. Gamer, I'm doing, yeah, I'm a gamer boy. Uh, but really, all I'm doing is playing Stronghold,
0: yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Get
1: your which niche. you know, Get your it, niche, bro, yeah. And it's like more, even if you don't care about Stronghold, like, uh, if you guys just want to check it out and just hang out and chat, that's basically what it is. Um, and mm-hmm. I also do my bi weekly podcast show, the I'm Clifford Today show, on Twitch. Over there as well So
0: Twitch.tv Slash I'm Clifford today And you so. can find me over At twitch.tv Slash Moist Critical <laughs> I play lots of cool Poopy butt games It gets crazy Poopy butthole We play lots of bad Steam games That are really bad <laughs> It's so funny
1: And we react to uh, Scary ghost YouTube videos I react to a
0: videos. I'm gonna react to a TikTok Right now Wow a that TikTok. TikTok Was
1: crazy Spend 10 minutes Talking about it No follow Mitchell at twitch.tv tv slash i'm mitchell today what is up
0: everybody this is mitchell twitch mitchy twitchy today we're doing today we're doing you laugh you lose let's go and then i I just stone-faced for five hours
1: (laughs) don't do anything people don't know that it's actually just an image of you you're not even watching it yeah
0: (laughs) it's just a gif (laughs) <laughs> it's just a looping gif. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> just like is, I occasionally do. It was to make it look real. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Anyways, anyway. that's all I had to say. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Powered Forecast. If you really liked what you heard, you can give us a follow and rating and review and give send us some kisses to me and Mitchell. We really love the kisses and uh, Please. love you so much. I'm so starved of touch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys have a great day.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Don't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay, Hank. <laughs> no. Like Hank? A, like a simple plan when he just goes, stop it! Oh, You're I still it. recording.
1: Am I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Get out of here. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Podwood Forecast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts and also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media, Twitter and Facebook. And as always stay beautiful and thanks for listening.